devil in the detail. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parkinson and another fun week following Sulfur Dead Devils and here we are talking all about it. Joining me on the show this week, as ever, we've got Paul Whiteside, right, Paul? Hey, Rob, you all right, mate? Another, another good week, another good win? Yeah, yeah, it was a good win against Huddersfield, yeah, it was a um, tough place to go, that, but we've got a, a good little record going there now, four consecutive wins, so, uh, so yeah, really happy with that, really pleased, and obviously we've got a big one coming this Friday, if we can topple, topple them, that, that'll be make us even more happy, mate. Yeah, we'll, we'll be buzzing, obviously beating Leeds away, and also joining us on the podcast to talk all about that. Is uh, Paul Parkin or at Parker? Evening, evening, gents. A very yeah. good evening to you both. Still looking forward to this podcast. It's going to be a good time talking about the game against Huddersfield, that, isn't it? Yeah, it make, yeah, I mean, you know, I've said it before, what a big difference it makes. It makes it a lot easier to talk about, doesn't it? You try and uh, make the mo- most of, uh, of the wins because uh, when the losses come, you don't really want to talk about them, do you? No, it's just, uh, one of the most difficult parts of this podcast is talking about defeat. Uh, but yeah. You know, we, we keep winning, we won't have that problem, will we? Fingers crossed. <laughs> cool, what have we got on the show this week, Paul? We've got the news, we've got a review of the Huddersfield victory, and we've also got a preview of the game against Leeds coming up this week. Cool, so what we'll do, we'll, uh, we'll start with the news. So, the big news coming out of Salford Red Devils, Todd Carney has had his visa application accepted uh, and will join Salford a one-year contract, uh, Paul. You know, great signing. We're really looking forward to seeing him in the Salford shirt. Yeah, certainly. It's been it's been a bit of a while coming, hasn't it? You know, waiting for this this visa and all the the red tape and paperwork and what have you. But yeah, finally, he's going to be on his way over in the over the weekend. So I'm not so sure when we're going to see him in it in a red shirt. Whether he, he you know put him in for the Leeds game or have him on the bench or whatever. But it'd be great to get him over here, won't it? And uh, you know, see uh, see what he's got to offer us. Yeah, he's proven he's proven class in his parky, and I'm sure he's going to add a lot to our. To our squad, you know, there's a couple of questions sort of hanging over him and his fitness and, and attitude. But I'll, I'll be honest with you, I think if, if he's got both of them 100%, he could easily be the best player in Super League. I'm not, I'm not just blowing him up. He is that good on his day, compared to what we what we have over here. He's he's different class. I'm really excited to see him. When we'll see him, I don't know, but I, I think. I think the, the powers that be might want to see him sooner rather than later if they're paying him the big money. But, I mean, apparently he's been training all back at home, hasn't he? So he should be in some decent shape. So if he keeps his mind on it, there's no reason why, you know, we, we haven't just signed the best player in the league. Yep, Todd Carr's mum's going to be happy, uh, Paul, that he's, he's finally left the house uh, to come over. You know, obviously, Ian Watson, a bit of a selection headache now with Robert Louis and Michael Dobson and Todd Carney all going for that, you know, half-back spot. It's going to be interesting to see who he picks. Yeah, it certainly is, but that that's a good a good thing, really, Robin. You want that competition for places, don't you? And it puts pressure on other players as well, doesn't it? What you don't want is players sort of getting in a comfort zone, and knowing they're going to be picked every week. Other teams have had that, haven't they? You know, teams that are finishing in that round, that top six, top four, they've got big squads, haven't they? And players who can come in if other players are not you have a dip in form. You take Wigan or St. Helens, for example. If someone has a poor game there, they're out, aren't they? And they dropped, and you know someone else is brought in. And, you know, at Salford over the years, we've not really had that, have we? You know, you've been more or less guaranteed your spot. And I think that's good. And I think we've got that in, in other areas of the, of the team as well. And, uh, you know, that's going to stand us in good stead. Yeah, Ian Watson is happy with the signing. He says, uh, he's a quality signer for us and gives a real competition for places across the board. Todd is available to play in all positions alongside the spine of the team. Speaking to Todd over Christmas period, I know how excited he is to come across and perform for the club, Parker. You know, obviously, like we said, is it a gamble to throw him in against Leeds on, on Friday or do you think they'll give him a week or so to get up to Super League speed? I think I mean, 
the key thing with, with Todd is he's coming over basically on his own, isn't he? He doesn't have family with him or anything like that. So there's no reason that he needs any longer to settle in, you know, sort the kids out or whatever, and the wife and that kind of thing. If he's fit, for me, he, he has to be in the squad. You know, I don't like singling players out, but I think Rob Lewis had a bit of a slow start to the season. Uh, whether he's carrying an injury or, or you know, whatever's, whatever's there, he just doesn't seem to be as sharp as he was at the start of last season. It gives us that option during the week to work on a few things and see, you know, could could we play Rob Lewis from the bench? You know, I don't know. He could he could easily versatile. Or does Todd Carney play off the bench? You know, like like Paul was saying, that competition for places, it, it just gives everyone a bit of a boost. And it, it makes players realise that they can't have an off day. Because as soon as you do, you know, you're not playing next week. And there's nothing more rugby league player would hate a professional player anyway than not playing. So it does, you know, and we look at the balance across the squad. When we've got a fully fit squad, competition is is, is tremendous. Uh, I think it will push us on. And I think that's what, what Todd's going to add to the squad that, you know, Dobbo, I thought was, was superb last night. I know we'll talk about it later, but I thought he was excellent uh, controlling the game. So I think his spot would probably be, you know, confirmed as a, and as a leader, as a sort of a captain as well, that kind of the character. Um, he'd be pretty safe, but you know, he just adds a bit of pressure to, to Rob Lewis. Maybe you know, step it up a little bit. That's what you want. I suppose pressure sort of reacts. People, people re- react differently. Don't want to push the pressure. We'll kind of have to see how Rob Lewis reacts to uh, Todd Carney kind of breathing down his neck. Paul, obviously, you know, the assignment Todd Carney. Do you think that's going to push us to a you know a potentially top top eight, top six finish? We'll have to wait and see, Rob. I think I think we'll just have to wait and see on that one. I I hope so. I hope Todd's coming for the right reason. I'm sure he is. But you're always a bit sceptical, aren't you? Because you know we've seen we've seen quite a lot of big names over the last 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 few years, anyway. And if some of them have let us down, haven't they? So let's hope that he, he is coming for the right reason. I'm sure if he does perform and he's got the attitude and he's got his head screwed on, there's no there's no doubt in his ability. So um, let's just hope he we let's just hope we get the best out of him anyway, and you know see the best of him in a, in a Salford shirt for me. And especially if if he's not to play at Leeds next week, I just hope that Robert Louis really has a stormer, you know. And, <clears throat> And, and beats Leeds on his own next week, and and just says you know puts a marker down and says you know you're gonna have to dislodge me from the team to get in it, and that's that's what we want, and you know that it could prove to be a really really top sign in this, I think. Yeah, that's that's spot on. That, that I mean that that that's what I'm thinking about, Rob. That that you know that kick up the pants that maybe Rob Louis needs, or you know I'm I'm, I'm gonna go at the lad. I just don't think he's been at the races so far. Um, but he might turn up at Leeds next week and go right, okay, well I'll show you. You think you need a new halfback or whatever. Or he, you think he's going to come waltzing in my shirt? No, it's not happening. Uh, and the other thing for Rob Louis is obviously, I think a lot of rumours about Leeds last year being interested in him um, and not making a bid. Uh, and so maybe he's got a point to prove anyway. So, you know, we could see an absolute stormer from the lad. And, I, and like like Paul says, I certainly hope he does because, again, on his day, Rob Louis, he's a superb player. Yeah, obviously, talking about Leeds, the, the tickets are available um, for the away game against Leeds on Friday. Adults are £20. Uh, seniors are thirteen pounds, students are thirteen pounds, under twenty ones are thirteen pounds, and juniors are ten. And junior swaps are available for junior season ticket holders uh, at the club. And there's also a coach going down as well, Paul, for fourteen pounds. Um, three coaches went down to Woodersfield uh, for the game against Woodersfield. And it's pretty good, obviously, getting a bigger away following. It gives the, the lads a boost, doesn't it? Yeah, it certainly does. It was a good atmosphere last night, wasn't it? Um, really good, and you know, fifteen quid as well to get in. I know, it, I know, there was a bit of an offer on. On the night last night as well, wasn't there? So yeah, I think that's a good thing that the, the free travel on the Thursday night, as we were saying last week, it's it's not it's not easy, is it, when you're working and that you've got to get there and, and what have you. But if there's a coach laid on for you and that, you can have a drink on that and what have you. So yeah, that's good. And if we can get 
get a good following down to Edinburgh next week. It's always hostile there as well, isn't it? You know, they get a good crowd behind them. So the more Salford fans, the, the better, really. Yeah, I think obviously the, the quality of the, you know, the, the day and the, and the away game and the away following, everyone quite enjoyed it, didn't they, Parky? And I'm sure, you know, with a win, you know, people are thinking, you know, we could go to Leeds and we could get a result. And then the club well, and the offer on, you're thinking, oh, well, I might go. Well, you know, I, I'm one of them that, that believe we can go to Leeds and win. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm getting it quite excited by what I'm seeing by this squad, to be fair. Um, so there's no reason why people shouldn't go. We've just beaten a, a, you know, a, a team away from home. We scored 30 points on them. You know, if you can't get motivated by that, um, and going back to the atmosphere last night, I thought it was absolutely tremendous. I don't think it came across that well when I watched it back on Sky. Um, but our fans were, were, were tremendous last night. You know, it made the right racket. You know, we might not be the biggest in numbers at times, but we certainly make sure that everybody knows we're there. And the atmosphere was brilliant for, for such a cold night as well. I mean, Thursday night, people were a bit fed up anyway. Everyone could have gone into the shells, but it certainly didn't happen. Obviously, the performance leads to that as well. But I think from the start, our fans were really up for it, and it, it, it was a it was a really good atmosphere in the end. Yeah, I, I was in the I was in the cheap seats yesterday, and um, you made, it was amazing how, how much noise the uh, Sofa fans made. Because obviously, every week I kind of have to talk over them, you know, doing the commentary. But <laughs> yesterday, because I wasn't, uh, was able to just sort of sit back and sort of enjoy the you know the atmosphere, and it was it was unbelievable. A couple of people from Huddersfield like complimented us and said it was an amazing atmosphere that you know your boys were generating and. Obviously, Paul, you know, we, we get this reputation, don't we, of being a, you know, a fantastic support. And can you imagine if we got, you know, a couple of thousand more down and, you know, what kind of noise we'd make then? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think we always do. I mean, it'll be the same when we go to Edinburgh next week. It always is there. You, I mean, considering there's that many lead supporters there, we always seem to be just as vocal as, as they are, you know, the few that we take. Because we're a passionate bunch, aren't we, you know? Let's have it right. We've been success there for 40 years, haven't we? And we, we're desperate for just that little glimmer. And, you know, it doesn't take a lot sometimes to make us happy. Like last night, we all we were all happy as Larry, weren't we? Just winning a game. And I think, you know, that's that's all it needs sometimes, isn't it? Just to, to put that smile on our faces. And, uh, yeah, let's if we, if we can take a, a good following there next week and, and turn them over, it'd, it'd make my weekend anyway, I'll tell you that. I think the weather has a big part to play at Heading yeah, as well. Yeah, you're right. Anyone yeah. been before would know that the end that we're going to be in is, is open. Uh, and on a, a beautiful sunny day, like, you know, the last time we won there, Say the last time it's not there's not been that many of them. It, you know that was that was great. That made the day that you could be there. And it, it bit, so if it gets a little bit warmer and uh, the rain stays off, you know, it's, I mean, Heading was a, a, a for me. It's a fantastic place to go. It's a you know proper traditional rugby league ground and it, it does have a good atmosphere about it. Even though they need a brass band to create one, which is a shame. But um, yeah, you know, I, like you say, after last night, if the weather's you know even half half decent like it was midweek this week. I think we'll take a decent following down there. Yeah, so obviously, hopefully, we'll get a decent following and, uh, you know, hoping for a good, for a good result. Uh, next bit of news we've got is the Salford Devils College Academy is accepting applications for the 2017-2018 academic year. It's basically for a course of, ex- uh, sorry, level three extended diploma in sport, Paul. You know, it's great that obviously, you know, the club and the Salford Devils Foundation provide these courses for, for the community and, you know, ways into sport in a way yeah of course it's a fantastic career that and it you know going into sport you know what a great opportunity that i mean i wish i had done something like that you know, instead of doing uh gas gas and plumbing which is what i do now like so you know i'm getting my hands dirty i wish i'd have done something like that. that's fantastic and what a great opportunity and if you know to be involved in something that you enjoy doing as well i mean if you can if you can do that i'd, I'd encourage any youngsters to get involved in sport yeah um, the team will compete 
in the National College uh, Rugby League Division, uh, Parkey. And, you know, the ability to study uh, and also play the game you love, you know, it'd be a dream for one of these lads, wouldn't it? Like Paul said, mate, and I mentioned it earlier, you know, I'd love the chance to do something like that. The one thing that, that's really got to happen is the club should be shouting this from the rooftops. I mean, some of the work that the community team do and nobody knows about. I mean, I was reading um, something that John Blackburn gave me a few weeks ago, uh, you know, a kind of uh, a brochure, if you like, of, of what they've done over the last few years and the money that, that's gone through and, and straight back into the community. And people don't realise, people just think it's a rugby club. And, you know, when you see this about, all oh, the clubs had a handout from the council, they don't see what happens the other way. And, you know, the only thing that really does get me, and it has done for years, is how sort of closed it is that people don't know. You know, we should we. This is this is a great opportunity for some kids. You know, a chance that they wouldn't get. You know, and like Paul said, what a great career if you get into it. Um, I, I just, you know, I think the club really, really need to, you know, sort of rattle a few cages and get it out there, get it in the press, let everybody know what they do. These, these guys work hard for, you know, for not an awful lot of credit, to be fair to them. Yeah, I think obviously that, that's where we come into play in it, Parky, where, you know, we can come out and, and sort of highlight what they do. I suppose the club have a, have a, have a responsibility as well. Uh, but the likes of Neil Blackburn and Danny Barton put a mad, a mad amount of effort into, you know, promoting the Salford Devils Foundation. It's just finding the way of clicking in it, really, and getting... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but it's that connection with the community which would lead... You know, to, to the, the next generation of fans, and we you know we're going on about numbers and you know we're traveling away and all that. In the next ten years, you know, the the, the work that these lads do, you know, unnoticed. It, the, that's the next generation of fans that they're they're communicating with. People who, you know, and I'm not talking about you know five six year olds who are just going to you know worship these these players. You know, we're talking about teenagers who could go in opposite directions. You know, and this can change them and give them an interest in something. You know, and an opportunity to, to you know further themselves. I just I think he's brilliant. I really do. Cool. So obviously, you know, if, if you're young enough and, and you want to get involved in that, you contact Neil Blackburn at net, Get your application in and uh, see what the future holds for you. Obviously, because we recorded the podcast earlier this week, and um, that's all the news we've got because obviously we only played yesterday. Uh, so obviously, keep your eye on the, uh, the club's official Twitter for any news that might break uh, in the week. So that was the end of the news, and what we'll do now, we'll talk about the victory against Huddersfield on Thursday night. Thursday. Thursday night, yeah, yeah. not Saturday, yeah. Thursday, right. <laughs> You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your Big Match Review. The thing about these Thursday games, you just get confused, don't you, Paul, about when, when, when they played. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's difficult. It's difficult to remember when we play. <laughs> Some people do. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> Salford, Salford won uh, 30 points to 20 against Huddersfield Giants on Thursday. Paul, and it was a it was a really good win and a really good performance. Yeah, it certainly was. The first half was quite tight, really, wasn't it? And, and we said last week didn't we a bit of a game of two halves, and I think this week was as well. When it second half, it really opened up, didn't it? But uh, but it was a tough game, and it's, a, it's I think it's a tough place to go, Huddersfield. Um, you know, they did ever give much away, do they? And we've had a few few good wins there the last few seasons, but they've all been pretty close games, aren't they? Pretty tight. Apart from Kevin Locke's debut, it was a bit of a walkover. But the last two years, anyway, they've been really tough games. And um, you know you're going to get that when you go to Huddersfield. But I thought the lads hung in there well last night because Huddersfield threw a lot at us. They had a lot of ball, they had a lot of opportunities, and we defended really well. Yeah, Salford's uh, lineup was Gareth O'Brien at fullback, Greg Johnson, Chris Wellen, Junior Sal, Justin Carney, Michael Dobson, Robert Lewis. 
Craig Cop, Jack Logan Tompkins, Lee Mossop, Josh Jones, George Griffin and loose holes Mark Flanagan. On the bench was Oli Krinicki, Lamatazzi, Adam Warren and Josh Wood uh, Parker. Uh, Brynin pulled out in the last minute uh, in the warm-up due to injury. Gave Josh Wood an opportunity to come in and uh, he played really well, didn't he? He did. He impressed me against Wigan and Arwood. He's 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 obviously a player that the club have got a lot of faith in. You know, he's come through the, the academy system, and the, you know we tried to play him as much as we can, as far as I can see. Um, I, I said this last night at the game to the lads around me. I thought he he was playing really well. Um, he, he's not intimidated by anyone, and I watched it back last night on on Sky when he got in. And again, when you see him in the tackle, he's not he, he don't care about reputation. You know, he, he realistically he's a halfback, isn't it? Thrown into that role, uh, he doesn't shy shy away from it one bit. I thought he was really good. Um, I was I was really, you know, I was gutted when I heard that Brining wasn't playing because he excites me this lad. I, I just think he's he could be the next big thing as as a hooker goes. As you know, it, it, Great Britain and England have had some great hookers in in the last what 10, 15, 20 years, and I think it's starting to maybe die off a bit now with you know Roby getting to to a certain age and things like that. I know Danny Alton's there and people like that, but he's, you know, they're not spring chickens. This, this lad's, what, 21, 22. I, I think he's got a big, big future, but, you know, fortunately, we didn't miss him last night. Yeah, I think Ian Watson made, made the correct call, Paul, uh, pulling him out just before kick-off. Because obviously, like Parky said, you know, he's got a great future and everything. We don't really want to, can I, you know, take a risk and, and him do any further damage. Uh, if he is damaged, if that makes sense. No, that's right. And yeah, he said what all last night, didn't he? He didn't seem right. And he said he was gutted as well, wasn't he? He was really upset and he really had to come off. But, you know, he's going to get more opportunities and hopefully he'll be back in the in the side for the, for the Leeds game. I thought Logan Tompkins did very well last night coming back in because he's not played any pre-season games and obviously he's, he's been training, but he's not going to have that match sharpness because he's, he's not played. But he didn't look like he'd uh, he'd been out for, for the length of time that he's been out. He, he was straight back in there defending well and, and working hard. So that was a bonus was getting Logan back. But just echoing what you two said about Josh Wood, I've been very, very impressed with Josh this season. I know, I know he played a bit last season, and he was quite green though last season. I thought when he came in, but he looks a totally different player now. He looks a lot bigger to me. Whereas last season, he he looked like a young kid that's just come in, you know, out of the academy. And sometimes they do, you know, the physical size of Super League players seem a lot bigger than than the young lads. But he doesn't look out of place now. He looks like he's been playing Super League, you know, for a number of years. And you know, he's still only a young kid, but I think he's got bags of potential. And you know. Let's hope we see him shining because he seems a great lad. Yeah, talking about the players who made the debut, Chris Welland as well. Uh, he made his debut party or his Super League debut um, last night. Another good performance, showed some you know good touches, didn't he? He did again. Another player that's probably he might be lacking a little bit of that that you know sharpness that it takes to be in in the Super League. You know, he, he might be fit, but there's, there's a big step up, isn't there? Um, I, I thought, yeah, I mean, his experience out there is is, is fantastic. Yeah, I, I mean, again, I feel a bit for, for Niall missing out again. Um, but we did have problems down that flank last last week against Wigan. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the club, well, Watto was acted like, you know, every good manager would. He's not he's not keeping friends. He's just, he's there to get a winning team. And well, and with the experience he's got and the try score he can do, I mean, when he made that break, I, I thought, he, he's gone here. They're not, they're not going to catch this lad, but uh, there's a bit of pace in that Huddersfield back line. Uh, and they did, but you know, other than one one slight error of judgment in defence, which I'm, I'm not really going to blame him for, because um, the, the players inside him had also misread the, the play, um, and he got a bit exposed there. But other than that, yeah, and I think he's a great addition to the squad. You know, again, what is he? Twenty nine. He's not not an old man. Um, 
So he's, he's going to be good for us this season. And uh, as players get fit and, you know, we get older players back into the team, again, it's that competition, isn't it? If you can bring in a Wellham from the, in, you know, to replace nine levels, then that's, that's just a, a step in the right direction for me. Um, yeah, he, he played really well, and I think I think he's going to have a big part to play for us this season. So much so, I think he's in one of my fantasy teams as well. So, <laughs> so that, that's why you were playing. That's why you were playing. He was he was going to finish the break. Oh yeah, yeah. I was cheering the loudest. I must admit, but to be fair, I've, I've not done bad so far. My players are doing all right. But uh, yeah, no. I mean, overall though, I've got to say, you know, going going on from last night, absolutely superb performance. It's strange how you see a different game on TV when it, when I got home. Um, and I also said to you lads off air that I, I thought we controlled the game. I, th- I never felt threatened, really, even when they were so close. I always thought we had the edge on them. And then when you come home and watch it, and you listen to the Sky commentators, and they, you know, it's, it's all Huddersfield. And I'm watching it thinking, yeah, yeah, is it? Is it? I don't know. I don't really know. But while I was at the game, I was never, never worried. I just thought we looked so composed. And especially when, when, when Cop Jack is on the park, I, I just think he gives us so much go for and that leader in the pack that you need because against Huddersfield they're, they're, they're a massive unit all, all the way across you know they're not just the forwards the back line as well and uh, he, he didn't take a step but you know a back step and and, and uh, obviously Griffin George Griffin another one I, I, I just admire so much and we really give it to him and I thought you know front I thought they, they got a little bit dominated they had that big prop that big uh, I don't know if it's a Samoan or whatever he is who caused us some issues but other than that we kept them really quiet. Yeah, I think obviously going to Woodersfield, Paul, you know, you've got to rely on your senior players to, you know, take responsibility in, in big games. And, you know, the, the senior players come up trump, didn't they, against Huddersfield? Uh, yeah, they certainly did. Just echoing what Parky said again there, Kopchak, I mean, he's very underrated, Kopchak. I think he's one of the best the best forwards in the Super League for, for me. Um, I know he plays for Wales, but it's a shame, really, in a selfish sort of way, if he, if he was... England, he'd, he'd be a really good chance for you know going to the World Cup, but uh, you know that's another story, isn't it? But just going back to the, the other players, you know Lee Moss, how good was he last night? He really put himself about, you know, in some big hits in defence, and he, he's another big bloke, and he, he took some stopping. And I thought he was, you know, back, back to his sort of best last night. You know the, the, the form that got him into the England side, and I know what I was saying in the press conference that Josh Jones and, and, and Lee Moss have set themselves goals this season to be pushing. For that, for that World Cup squad and you know who knows if they, if they can have good seasons they might be there or thereabouts but going back to Wellham as well so just going back to, to Wellham just echoing what you both said about Chris Wellham I was really impressed with him last night you know his, his debut there coming in he, I know he got exposed like we said for that for that try but his, his, his clever kick there through for, for Greg Johnson you know that was that, what a super piece of play that wasn't it was just unfortunate that Greg Johnson couldn't finish it off but it was a great bit of vision from him and um, I think like we were saying the other week he's an out and out centre that is his position and um, you know, I think we're only going to benefit from him in the side this season because I think he's he's quality. Uh, I I agree. And going back to to Jones and Mossop, and you know, for me, even George Griffin, I I just I, I'll rave about him all night. I think he's I think he's so another underrated player, and he's he's only young for a for a prop. You know, he's playing second row at the moment, but he's still only young, really. Um, the only the only problem is for Jones and Mossop is the club they play for. I mean, we could have said all all year last year that George. That uh, Josh Griffin, you know, could have could easily get in the England squad. Didn't goes to Hull. That's what'll happen. Um, even Scott Taylor, well, in that year he had with us, we all knew he was good enough for for England. Didn't get picked. Went to Hull. Gets picked. Um, and I think that's the only thing that's going to hold these lads back. I really do. I mean, especially Josh Jones. 
I, I what a clever signing that was last season. A bit last minute from from you know coming back from rugby union. Um, his strength is phenomenal, but and he, you know he plays centre or second row, and he looks he looks comfortable in both positions. It's not like he just fills in. And that try last night, I mean, what what an effort! I mean, if you're an Huddersfield defender, you're embarrassed, but what an effort! He, he, he bounced off about five of them, and then took about three or four over the line with him, and then still got the ball down. Just I, I, again, another another really really good player, and you know, I, I hope he gets to, the chance to play for England in in a in a Salford, you know, while he's still in a Salford shirt. Yeah, I suppose it's all about you know taking the club forward with them uh, to you know to to obviously get the eye of of the international selection committee because you need you need obviously to be able to compete towards the top because that's where they're <coughs> looking at playing at yeah I mean I've looked at just just going back to I've looked at that England squad that's been picked that 30 odd man train on squad or wherever it is I think there's probably only us and witness who haven't got a player in there you know we're, some of our players are definitely better than some of them that have been picked and I, I just you know is there a bit of favouritism I don't know but uh, yeah, you know, obviously going back to last night, that's not to take the gloss off it. It was a, a tremendous performance, and I, I, like I say, I think it was a dominating performance. And to score thirty points away from home against anybody, uh, like Paul said, you know, Huddersfield the last few years have been tight. Even at our place, we we only we got beat by a point, didn't we, last year? Um, it's it's a great win. I think what what a confidence booster it is for us. Yeah. So obviously looking back at the game, uh, we. Took the lead for a penalty from Gaz O'Brien. Paul, they hit back uh, with a try in the corner for them. And then what a try from Junior Sal. Great work by O'Brien uh, to put him through the gap. Yeah, it certainly was. It was a lovely move, that. I thought it was a great great piece of play, that, in uh, Junior Sal. Right place, right time. I've just watched the replay. Well, I've just watched the first half, actually. And I didn't know this, the stat, what they came up with on Sky, that he, he's, he averages a try every other game, Junior Sal. Mm. That's, that's a, a cracking uh, uh, try ratio that there for, for Junior and yeah he was in the right place at the right time really good ball movement that and uh, it was a well a well deserved try Rob yeah, yeah okay. I think Gaz O'Brien's uh, sort of delay on that pass was just perfect you know and uh, so again the, you know he's got the power near the line we know that um, he will score a try every other game I'm not sure he's winger would um, but that's that's a different uh, a completely different issue. I think the big thing, Parky, about about last night was that defence in the first half. Great, mm. great defensive effort, I thought, uh, and that's what, Goal, that's what teams was, need. I think you know, obviously, you know, good teams. Yeah, they can score tries, but you know, dealing with that pressure uh, under yeah. under barrage of attack after attack, which we did, we were in that first half, uh, and going in front, going into the third, the second half in front was a you know a big boost for me. Yeah, goal line defence was was tremendous, and with you know playing against a player like Danny Brough who can create something out of absolutely nothing on his, you know, when he when he wants. To stop them so many times near the line was it was an unbelievable effort from us. And that did, you know, that did win us the game. Uh, but that's where it comes from like my thought about never feeling overly threatened by him because they didn't look at times that they were gonna score. They could have all the ball they wanted. We were going to be so strong. And then when we got the chance at the other end, we were so clinical at times. And uh, like you say if you know if Johnson had scored that that other try where it was, you know, we're talking millimetres, aren't we? You know, the, the, the scoreline would have been extended and I don't think they'd have got another try back at us from there. So that's the thing about a Super League live game, Paul, you know, the video's there and you know, sometimes it disallows tries that would be given and, you know, mm. give tries that wouldn't. That's the, that's the, the swing and, that swings and roundabouts of the, the video referee. Mm. 
Yeah, um, I, I don't really want to go on, go on too much about the video referee. I had a brew my dad the other day, and this debate came up, and we were talking about that. And it's it's probably a debate for another day, and you know about how um, it's not really a level playing field, is it? That certain teams have it, you know, one week, and you can benefit from the other week. Catalan seems to have it every week at their own game, so uh, that's a debate for another day, like I say. But he was unlucky there, Johnson. I thought, and um, like Parky just said there, if if we'd have scored there. I think it'd have been twenty-two-six there. We probably would have. That probably would have been a bit too much for Huddersfield there. And with that try being disallowed, they sort of got on the front foot there. I mean, that young lad Miller, I think from Bradford, scored two two very well taken tries. I thought, and um, it looked like the momentum was swinging in the game then towards towards Huddersfield. But I think you've got to credit Salford there because we sort of soaked up a lot of pressure. And then we were clinical with the ball and went down the other end and, and got back in front again. Yeah, I was just rewinding a little bit. Uh, the try for O'Brien, wonderful 40-20 kick. Parky by Dobson, putting Salford <laughs> on the front foot. Um, and obviously, little little move. Rob Lewis finding O'Brien, uh, who went under the post. And that's what you need just after our time. Try, momentum, all with Salford Devils. Yeah, that, that, that 40-20 from, from Dobbo. I mean, that's what I said earlier on about him controlling the game. And he's, you know, that... that that kick, he knew exactly where he was putting that and what he was doing uh, early on in that, you know, second half, just to turn around because that's the one thing they didn't want to do at that point was, was being their own half. They needed to get back at us, and uh, great play. I mean, well, and one player we haven't mentioned in, in all of it really is Gaz O'Brien. Uh, not you know, not just his support play. He's such a clever player. Um, he's you know, obviously he's goal kicking, and I dare say he can drop a goal every now and then. I don't know, um, but you know, overall. He, he, his, his overall performance last night was was absolutely fantastic. To have such an influence from fullback, um, and you know, just being that extra pivot all the time. But some of the some of the things he did, and I don't know if you saw the interview afterwards with with Dobbo, and he was at the big screen with with Wells, um, and he, you know, they said about at half time they spoke about uh, was it Kudjo coming out and closing the space. So Gaz O'Brien instantly knew what what to do next, and you know, he made his run. And a different angle, and and scored off it. Very very clever play, and, and you know all all from Dobson again. His kick, and then his clever ball. You know that that's the kind of thing we want to see from him. His experience is going to be great for us. Yeah, I suppose it's great intelligence, Paul. You know the players be able to think on the feet and, and see you know the openings. You know when they when they appear. But for me, that O'Brien try, Rob Lewis, it took a bit of stick early on in the season, but to find O'Brien with that pass was pure class for me. And hopefully he'll kick on from here, and, and we'll see what he can do. Yeah, I thought he was he was better last night, Louis. Uh, he was better than the Wigan game, and he was quite pretty quiet in the friendlies. One, I didn't think he was at full tilt last night, but we I saw signs of improvement in him. But going back to Dobson, he's in the form of his life at the moment. I think Michael Dobson. I mean, he just works so hard for me. He's all over the place. He's all action. He's defensive work. He just sort of grafts his socks off completely throughout the game. And you know, I, I thought Danny Bruff played quite well last night. For, for Huddersfield, if you watch the game back, and but My, Michael Dobson's that good, he sort of he outplays a good Danny Bruff, and I think that's all credit to him. And, and Gareth O'Brien, as well, just going back to him, you know, talking about we were just mentioned about England chances before. Mm. No, Gareth O'Brien's got to be up there. I mean, I think his versatility would, would, would help yeah. that, wouldn't it? The fact yeah, I mean, like... this season, I mean, you know, you've got Zach Hardaker, he's gone back to Cass, and you know, Sam Tompkins is there, the lad at Hull, Shaw, is it? But on his day, Gareth O'Brien's is as good as any of them, I think. Um, and if it, the, the way he's playing at the moment, if he can carry on that form, I think the higher we finish up the table, 
to me, that's the ticket for these England England chances. The higher we can finish up, they, the players are going to get noticed. And if we're playing that top eight, players are going to get noticed, aren't they? And just going back, I, I, I did see that bit at the big screen there where they were saying about, you know, moving Kudjo out. And I think, you know, credit to, to O'Brien, but I think you've got to give Ian Watson a bit of credit there as well. Ian Watson's, he's um, he's learning all the time. I think he's he's a very knowledgeable bloke already, Ian. He's, he knows the game inside out and, you know, some of the stuff, stuff there is quality. Anyone know who knows who knows Watso and you know knows him well knows rugby league knowledge you know he's gained over the years and he's an absolute he's just a diehard lover of the game you know from from being a kid it was his life sort of thing you know and he studied it and he understands and tactically I think he gets it right most of the time he does, um, he, he, does. he may not have had all the players at his disposal that other clubs have had I I just think he's got you know such a promising future. Even you know, even now, um, hopefully you know we, we stick by this by Watto, and he could be that 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 thing that binds us together as a club that we've missed for so so long. You know that that that, that leader and that that one focal point that everybody knows that he's going to be there no matter what. Um, and uh, yeah, again at half time, say they spoke about it. Watto said, "This is what we need to do." He's coming out. He's closing your space. So let's change it. You know, and how many coaches we had in the past where it's my way or the highway, and they just stick to the same, the same plan that never works. Yeah, I suppose that's a that's a good thing. Obviously, Watson and his senior players getting together and, and organising a, a different tactic on the fly, and it, it kind of worked uh, in early in that that second half. Johnson had his disallowed try, and it kind of the momentum kind of swung with that, didn't it? Paul um, Uddersfield came back into it with uh, two quick tries. It did, it did, and um, fortunately, Bruff missed one of the kicks, and I think they got it back to 16-14 there, and, you know, I sort of feared the worst there. I, I thought perhaps Huddersfield are going to turn us over there, but but no, we dug in, we dug in, and we scored next, didn't we, to extend the, extend the lead again. Yeah, it was a good sign, Parky, that obviously this Salford team, under that mm. kind of pressure, managed to quell the, the Huddersfield momentum, and obviously go on and, and, and win the game. It's a thing that I haven't seen in many Salford sides, so it's it's you know a good thing I think that they're able to do that, especially against Huddersfield. Oh, listen, that that spirit as a, as a team came through last night. Never mind anything else, you know. You can have all the effort in the world or whatever, but they work so hard together. Uh, that, you know, and they seem to actually like each other, which is which is fantastic. The spirit was superb, but the the endeavour and the courage they shown at times when they you know like you say when when Huddersfield got back into it and there's two points in it. It's getting later in the game. Players are tiring. How many times in the past have we seen Salford collapse and ended up, you know, on the end of a forty-point hiding in the end? Um, even though we've controlled most of the game, last night was it's a different Salford. It, it, it is very much. I saw it last year. You know, let's not forget we were in the top eight last year. Through no fault of our own, we missed out and nearly, you know, nearly ended up playing Swinton or something. Um, we, we're a, we're a decent team, and there is a different spirit about us, and I think. Hopefully Todd Carney's not going to change this, but we don't have big, you know, big egos, big star players anymore. That kind of thing. We have a team of players who are stars in their own right, but as a team, and that's how it works. You can have your Randy Chases, your Gareth Hawks, your Pattersons, Hansons, people like that, all very good players on the day, but all much individuals looking out for themselves. And I don't think we've got that now. Uh, and I think the camps just seem so happy. Yeah, I agree. Obviously, see, everyone seems to be up for it and going in the right direction, which which is great news. Uh, O'Brien 
scored a try. Great work by Dobson Paul to send him over. For me, first look, I thought it looked like a double movement, but referee gave it, which is good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, another good finish from O'Brien, and his kicking was was superb last night as well. When he he kicked some really good sort of touchline conversions, he becoming ever ever reliable with, with a boot. And just going back again to what Parky said about the, I think there's a different attitude about us now, and I noticed it last season um, with us. I wouldn't say workmanlike. I think that that wouldn't be doing yeah, Ian Watson yeah. justice. Uh, workmanlike. I, I I can't think of the word, but there is a different attitude. It's not like that sort of, you know, individual sort of. I'll do it for myself. They all want to seem to want to do it for each other, and I think that that attitude and that commitment and that desire. I mean, that'll only get you so far the commitment and desire. But I think we've got the we've got the players as well, and with Todd Carney coming in, you've got that that quality now. So you know. Exciting times, I think, guys. Yeah, so obviously Kuma Tai went over to field to set up the grandstand finish. For me, another one that could have been called a double movement, but it wasn't. Uh, so 22-20 Salford Parker, minutes ticking down. We've been uh, here before, haven't we? But Josh Jones, like you said, comes up with an unbelievable play and wins the game for Salford Red Devils. That, that's right. He's, you know, it's one of them that he, he, he still he'd be willing to, I've seen it two or three times now, and I still can't work out how he's managed that. You know, I've seen some some massive, massive forwards play this game who wouldn't have managed that. He's, he's just, his strength, he's, he's phenomenal. Uh, I'd love to see him get a settled spot in the centre for a bit and let him have a run at some of these centres in Super League because I think I don't think anyone would fancy taking him on. You know, he, he's like he's like Sal in, in his, you know, he's, but I think he's a lot stronger as well. Um, and that's right, I mean, just his... He's, he's never say dies, and I noticed. I don't know if you, you I'm, I'm sure you've watched it back once or twice. The million pound game, just going into that last five minutes or whatever. He, I know Griffin got the the, the accolades for setting up the tries, but both of them came off the same thing from Jones, not getting tackled, bouncing off and then offloading. Players can't tackle him because he's, he's so you know he's so strong, and uh, and you know he did it twice in that game, and then last night it was a game clincher. Let's be honest. I mean that's. That killed them. There was no way they were coming back at that time in the game. But he, he just got that ball and he, he thought, you're not tackling me. I know what this means. And, and just the way, he, when you see it close up, how he got the ball down. You know, he said he just looked at the post, didn't he? He looked, that's what he, that's all he could see. And that's where he was going. And he was kind of like, don't get in my way because I'll take you with me. And he did. And he took forwards over the line. A phenomenal effort and a, and a game winner. Yeah, and I don't think the other field forwards were, were very happy with the uh, with that try, Paul, because it was a bit of a push and shove after the try. But like you said, it's a fantastic effort, fantastic you know individual effort, you know which we look for in, in the season. There's moments in there in every season where you think you know that's a turning point. That was a moment. Could that Josh Jones special effort be the moment that catapults us up uh, to a top eight finish? Maybe. Yeah, he, he, my dad described him as a human pinball last night. So after that could be his new nickname, the pinball wizard, Josh Jones, because he just seemed to keep bouncing off players, didn't he? But and especially there, because the, one of the guys who was trying to tackle him was that Steve, is it Repairer, Sam Repairer, and he's one of the best defenders in the league. Him on his day, isn't he? And he just sort of brushed him off, didn't he? As if he wasn't there. I mean, his strength, he. He's unbelievable, that that Jones. It's like when you watch them strongmen on the telly and they don't look much, do they? They just start sort of pulling buses and lifting things up, don't they? He's <laughs> a bit like that. He just has incredible strength, doesn't he? And the way he went, the way he got over that line, and we're talking like what we're talking here, the, the 79th minute there. Mm. You know, you're about to be a bit tired there at the end, but he didn't show anything there, did he? Tiredness, bumping off seven players and 
taking him over the line with him. So, I mean, tremendous effort from him. Tremendous effort. I just hope his, his hand injury is okay because obviously, you know, starting the season with a broken hand. Yeah, yeah. I noticed when he scored it, he got quite a bit of treatment on that hand. And he did, I think yeah. Watto yeah. spotted him at the end of the game and basically asked him how it was. Uh, I hope he hasn't done any more damage to that because he, he's, he's going to be key for us, I think, Jones, this year. If, if we're going to, you know, make that top eight, which I, I strongly think we can. Uh, no, I don't think we can. I think we will. And, uh, you know, players like him that, that, that will carry us with efforts like that, they're going to win your games when you need them at the end. Yeah, so honestly, Gaz O'Brien kicks a penalty at the death, uh, Paul, and we come away with a 30-20 point win. You know, it's a good good result, good confidence booster for everyone, and, you know, it's it's positive. Like you said, it's a, this is a Salford team that's, that's different to every other team we've seen. Yeah, certainly is, yeah. Good good result, and especially after Huddersfield, had a good win at Witness last week. They they were going into that game with, with confidence, and you know we've gone there and and done the business. And I think, as we said the other week, if we're to get in the top eight, I think you've got to win the majority of your home games, haven't we? But we said if we can nick the odd wins away from home against a side round us, Huddersfield perhaps going to be a side around us. So away wins are going to be like bonus bonus wins, really, aren't they? So you've got another one coming up this weekend. And if we can get a result there at Leeds, I mean, I'm excited now. If you can get a result there. We could get on a bit of a roll, couldn't we? That's what it's all about. It's a short season, as we've said before. It's only 23 rounds. So once you've got to the other side of Easter, you know, if we, we can get to Easter with quite a few wins under our belt, you know, you're halfway there to that top eight. For, yeah. for us, I mean, the, the season now starts again because, you know, if you look at the, the, the table, we've played two, we've won one, we've lost one. We, you know, we lost by 10 last week. We won by 10 last night. You know, we're back on level again now. Let's start on, let's push on now. Uh, Wigan was always going to be a tough start, wasn't it? You know, no, under no illusions, like like Warrington in, in you know what a week's time or a fortnight, whatever it is. Um, you know, the, the, these are, these are the massive games at the start of the year, but there isn't any easy games in Super League to be fair. But um, we we pick up wins at Huddersfield and, and then go on to Leeds. You know, I, I just I just think it's a, it'll be a massive plus for us. And our season can start again now. Yeah, obviously looking at the, the stats, um, pretty good night for Salford. Uh, Joshua Jones with 34 tackles, Cockjack with 28, Rob Lou with 27, George Griffin with 34, Mossop with 36, Tompkins with 36. Uh, Paul, you know, they put a massive effort in against the big Huddersfield uh, pack. Certainly did, yeah. They, they, they all grafted, didn't they? And as we mentioned before, big side Huddersfield. They're big all over the pitch, aren't they? You look at McGilvery and Kudjo and... They're massive players, aren't they? These big units, and I, sometimes I fear for us a bit, thinking, "Oh, we're not the, the biggest," but perhaps we are because we we matched it. We, we matched it with them last night, and to a certain extent, we matched it with Wigan the week before, didn't we? In that second half, we, we dominated them. So, I think there's a, there's some real real good signs there, some real positive signs there for for us to build on, and uh, let's hope we can just start building this momentum now in in, in the next couple of games. They, they're going to be tough. Leeds is going to be tough. I mean, they might have struggled last season, but you got Wedding it's never easy. I don't care how poor they're playing. It's always a, it's always a tough place to go, and it'll be tough next Friday. And then obviously the Warrington game, but the games that we can go go into with confidence now. And as as we spoke to Ian last night and Ian Watson, and he, he was saying that we don't want to just go there and compete. We want to go there and win these games and go there with no fear. And I think that that's the right attitude to have. Yeah, look at the top meter makers. Uh, you've got Lamatazzi with eighty, Crockjack with one hundred and two, Justin Carney with one hundred and eighty-eight. Uh, Greg Johnson, 169, Parker. You know what I mean? It's important when, they're obviously, returning the ball, the likes of Carney and Greg Johnson are able to, to make big metres early in the set. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I thought Carney was, was quiet against Wigan at times. Didn't seem to, 
have that that impact that he normally has. And and last night, yeah, I know he doesn't get a, a great deal of ball at times, um, but he, you know he drives it out of defence. And I was thinking, he did, you know, he's not really making all these meets. And then when I got home and watched it on Sky and realised what he'd actually achieved, especially late on. I mean, he made a couple of really good runs that were relieving runs for us. You know, when we were under a bit of pressure. He's he's such a big man, isn't he? And he? He'd be so tough to stop. You wouldn't fancy him running straight at you, would you? I mean, let's be honest. He's you know his thighs are bigger than me. Um, but then in Greg Johnson, a, a fantastic performance from him. Very unlucky not to score, as we know. Um, but again, he runs the ball in hard for his size. And uh, I noticed that at one point he did bounce one of their forwards off. I'm not sure who it was. Um, I, I noticed it at the game. I don't remember noticing it last night when I watched it back, but. Again, these runs, like you say, they, they get us out of trouble uh, and they give the, the forwards, you know, a 10-minute breather at times if you, you know, add up what work they do during the game. Um, and like I say, with Gaz O'Brien chiming in, it's, it's great. But you're going about them tackles, by the way. How many players did over 30 tackles last night? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just shows what an effort it was. And then to come out stronger at the end, the, the fitness was, was unbelievable. Yeah, talking about the hard yards, Lamatazzi. Uh, made 80 yards with an average gain of, of seven and a half metres. Lee Mossop uh, with an average gain of seven over 63. Um, Paul, like you say, big forwards against Huddersfield, and you know the pack really stood up to him, and it was a you know a really pleasing performance for Brian Watson. Certainly was, certainly was. And when you think about the two two guys we've got to come come back as well, Haraki and Masilla, who are our big big men really, aren't they? Especially Masilla, he's the the enforcer really, and you've got him to come back in. It's uh, it's an exciting prospect, isn't it? I don't think I've been this optimistic for a long time. You two have got really giddy tonight now. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, you, you spoke to Ian Watson after the game, and this is what he said. Coach's Corner. Right, I'm just with Ian Watson, and after tonight's victory, Ian, you must be very pleased with that performance. Yeah, very pleased in the way the boys have responded um, to the Wigan defeat and all. We, we spoke in the week about certain areas we wanted to get better at and wanted to improve. And that, that's what it was for us today, making sure that we improved and we learned from the Wigan and we've certainly done that. They put a lot of pressure on us at this field as well, didn't they? You know, they got them two back-to-back tries in the second half there and you must be very pleased with the way our boys responded. Yeah, that was one of the things we spoke about, about having that little bit of resilience because they're where the game turns. So us holding them out on our goal line and then getting the ball back and going up the other end and scoring, that's kind of what kills teams off. Um, last week against Wigan, we had the possession and we was attacking the try line, but we didn't manage to get over the try line. Then when we come down to our end, we conceded. But this week, we stuck to the task and we toughed it out. It's a tough place to come, this as well, isn't it? We've got a good record here, you know, a few wins last few seasons. They're always really yeah. tight games, and I know I had my heart in my mouth there at the end, but we, you know, we've hung in there, and with the way Josh Jones went over, and sort of the game management, I thought Michael Dobson was tremendous again tonight, but he's kicking yeah. the way he played. Yeah, the game management side of it is something we spoke about a lot last year, because we kind of struggled in that way. We got in these tight games, but we didn't kind of finish them off last year, but... The only way you learn to manage them games is by being in them games, them close games. And but we seem to have learnt our lesson. I thought um, Dobbo and them did manage the game very well against Hull. We did the same again tonight here. So that bodes well for us going forward for the rest of the season. Any more news on Todd Carney? We know he's got the visa today, haven't he? Yeah. Will he be here sort yeah, of over well, the weekend? We're trying to get him over for Sunday. He's, um, he's ready. His bags are all packed. Um, they're at his mum's. Um, and he's, right. he's excited to get across. Um, he was at the gym um, yesterday. When he, uh, sorry, this morning, sorry. When he got when he got the call um, from the visa application, so it, it, he's more than ready to go. We just need to get him on a flight and get him over here, so we can get him in with us on a Monday, hopefully. Definitely get a full week because we've got a big game next weekend against Leeds as well, haven't we? so yeah. that's going to be another tough test for us. Yeah, of course it is. Um, but what's it? But we're confident we can beat anybody on our day, and that's that's how we're approaching every single game. We're not worried about going to a Leeds or worried about going to a Wigan. Um, 
we need to kind of get away from that um, we felt as a team of where it was just okay to go and compete we want to actually go there and win games as well and that's kind of our forte this year well, congratulations tonight Ian and best of luck at Leeds next week mate cheers thanks a lot Paul cheers, cheers mate cheers, cheers. Coach's Corner. So like you said, Ian Watson, happy with the performance and, you know, really encouraged about what he saw? Yeah, he certainly was. He certainly was. And, uh, you know, it, it, speaking to him, he seems really sort of upbeat now about about that victory. And uh, he was upbeat last week, wasn't he, at the Wigan game? He wasn't too despondent, too disappointed. But just hearing him saying, you know, we, we want to go to Leeds and not make the numbers up. He, it's his attitude, Ian, but his attitude is, is absolutely spot on every week. And that's rubbing off on the players and you can tell. You can tell that's rubbing off on the players. There's, there's no egos at Salford at the moment. And just as we were saying before, I just hope, you know, Todd Kane, all respect to him, I just hope his, it doesn't rub off on the players. And I hope he settles in and, and it just stays the way it is at the moment because we've got the makings of a, of a really good side and a really good season here. Yeah, obviously we've got, we got a landslide of, of three-word match reporters and man of the matches. So get comfy. First one, uh, Paul Hume, a vital victory. His man of the match was Cop Jack, uh, Chris and Janet Shenton. Uh, need less penalties. Their man of the match was Gaz O'Brien. Mark, defence getting better. Um, his man of the match was Gaz O'Brien. Paul Foster, great team spirit. His man of the match was Gaz O'Brien. Couple there from O'Brien, like we said. Good night for him, Parker. Yeah, he, he's, you know, what a tremendous player. There was times that there was a lad stood next to me, I didn't know him. Um, and I just kept saying, just give it O'Brien. He can do what he wants. You know, he scores tries, gets goals, drop goals. You know, this was a bit part player at a lot of clubs. Uh, and hopefully he's found his home now. Um, yeah, but a great, great performance. Cop Jack, though, for, for me, just because of the work that he did. Uh, and a special mention for Lama. Uh, he, he, he really punished them through the middle when he came on. Them spells he had, they, they, they find really, really tough. And I know that's, that's the first season we had him. That was the Lama Tazi we saw then. Um, and I think he lost his way a little bit in the second season with us and then obviously went to St. Some of them runs, you know, it, 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 he was still going forward with, with three forwards on him. Um, and that, you know, a special mention to him. Um, but yeah, for me, I think I think Cop Jack was was man of the match. He, I know you can, you can give it all Brian because he got all the points and the tries. But it's he's those he's sometimes it's those lads up front who do the grunt and the big tackles um, that win your games. Um, and I, I just think Copy the, the, the meters he made and the tackles he put in, I thought he was fantastic again. Yeah, Ram says now he agreed to be a Parker. Good team performance. Is man of the match was Tazzy. Andy Smith, Gaz O'Brien, no nails left. David C is a great team spirit. Gaz O'Brien uh, wins a win. Um, from Martin, his uh, men of the match was Wellens and Tompkins. Uh, Paul, obviously Tompkins, like you said, first game back uh, from injury, and he put in a good shift, didn't he? Certainly did. Yeah, he didn't look like he'd been away really, did he? He sort of slotted straight back in. His, his fitness didn't look an issue. Um, I was impressed with him. I was really impressed with him. And I think he's going to get sharper as the more games he gets un- under his belt and. You no, know, we've got a bit of um, bit of competition for places in that in that department at the moment with with Brian in as well. So uh, with him to come back in, Josh Woods in around there, young Matty Wilkinson as well. Hopefully, we'll see a bit more of him this season because he impressed me in the friendly game. So uh, I was looking good there. But yeah, I was impressed with Tompkins. I yeah, think I mentioned it last year when I was on. Uh, you know, Tompkins wasn't wasn't one of my favourites, um, but the back end of last season and and last night. You know, he, he's out. He's one of them players that will just prove me badly wrong. Um, he's get. He seems just to be getting better, and uh, you know, more control. Cut out a few of them them penalties, and you know, the hooker these days are. You know, you're acting half really. You're not really hookers. Are they? Um, 
are so important. And if you you can get one that can dominate, you know, like I say, I, I like Brian and I think he's going to be a superstar. Um, but if Tompkins can carry on like that and put the work in that he did tackling as well, um, he, he could be set for a really good season. Yeah, Gary, Gally, Gary Williams, he says, wrap up the ball. And his man of the match is Gaz O'Brien. We don't want to wrap the ball too much. We want to go back to one-man rugby, do we? Uh, Colin Reynolds, defence won it. Uh, his man of the match with Gaz O'Brien. Ian Holness, great away win. Gaz O'Brien. Chairman Bob, more consistency, please. His man of the match was O'Brien again. Paul Carney, sort the rook. His man of the match with Gaz O'Brien. I thought defence was all right, Parky. I don't think it wasn't too much to get worried about. No, I'm not, I'm not really sure what, where, where that, that came from. Um, I, I, I don't know if it just means you know slowing them down or, or, or what you know quick play the balls but in Super League that's, that's a lot easier said than done but I thought our defence was was tremendous we got caught out a couple of times in the second half you know badly when they scored them two tries but overall I, I, I really can't I can't question it yeah Mark Hogan big positive win his man of the match with Gaz O'Brien Paul King superb line defence um, O'Brien again uh, Pete Grimshaw sort the right side out so we've got to sort the rook and the right side uh, now uh, Paul um, I didn't see it but that's what people are that's what the three word match report's all about everyone has their own, their own opinion Harvick grind out of his a victory and his man of the match was Gaz O'Brien Richard Martin much better defence O'Brien again organised line defence from Jungle J and his man of the match was O'Brien I'm not finished defence wins matches from Chris Harwood O'Brien Marie Scholes newfound belief Gaz O'Brien Victories like this, Parker, it gives you that sense of belief, doesn't it, that, you know, this team, you know, we could be going places. That, that's going back to what we were saying before about this spirit and this, you know, this, this just seems a different, it feels different um, as, as a squad. Um, you know, I like, hope it's not a false dawn, but I really doubt it. I don't think it is. Um, I, I think I think this is different and it, it does give you that hope, doesn't it? And it, You know, I said we've been built up before and, and certainly get knocked down the week after, but I'm not sure that's going to happen. I think this is a, a lot more, you know, competitive and does have some quality in there. Um, and it, but yeah, it does give you that belief, doesn't it? A, a good away win, a good performance like that, and defence just to show that spirit. You know, as a fan, that, that's all you ask for, isn't it? Yeah, Sam Pennington, determined, dug deep. His man of the match was O'Brien. Joe P. Smith, good team performance. O'Brien again. Kev Petty, good team effort. Never gave up. Uh, O'Brien. Thomas McCormack, top performance. Hard work paid off, lads. Well done. More than three, but we'll give you that. And the final one, Nicola and Paul Jones again. Uh, great team effort. Copper, new halfback with all his hand, ball handling skills. Paul, you know, obviously, you know, the forwards, they're not there just to drive it in. They've got a bit of skill as well, haven't they now? Yeah, they certainly have. We've got a mobile mobile team, really, haven't we? A mobile pack, I think. And, uh, and yeah, like Parky said there, I hope it's not a false dawn. I really do, because we've had a few of them, haven't we? And, been let down the week after but no I don't think it will be I think we're going to do alright and I thought that at the start of the season but I'm even more optimistic now as I said before so um, so yeah bring bring on Friday yeah so who, who was your uh, man of the match Paul from uh, the game on Thursday for me uh, I was going to go with O'Brien I think I'll, I'll stick with that I'll stick, I'll stick with O'Brien but also a, a special mention to, to Copjack because I thought Copjack was, was brilliant I thought he was and Schultz is probably the best forward on the pitch. And Michael Dobson again. I mean, the thing is with Dobson, you could give Dobson the man of the match every week, really, because he works so hard and he manages the game so well. He's kicking his improved tenfold, isn't it? I mean, I thought he was good last season, Dobson, but he seems to be playing even better this season. So, um, 
I don't think Dobbs will have any problem with Todd Carney coming because his place to me is safe at the moment because he's playing really, really well. But I've just edged for, for O'Brien this week because I thought he did a lot of things right. He, he took every eyeball that they put up. He defended well. He scored two tries. He kicked all the goals. Um, and he drove the bus home, I think, as well. So he did he did the business, didn't he, Gareth O'Brien? So I'll give it him. Are you on the Gaz O'Brien bus park here or have you got another name lined up for me? No, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Copper. Um, like I say, I, you know, maybe I, I'm not into too much glamour um, no I just thought his, his effort that got us in them positions you know and, and the work he does in the middle it gives us that and I, I think as a player I think he's a proper leader you know he is a captain material for me um, but he just never stops and every time he gets the ball he has an impact uh, the amount of times he just lands on his front and gets up and even though he's drawn three players in, he's a quick player the ball and we're ready to go and he does open up the space for these lads out wide you know Gaz O'Brien, don't get me wrong, I'm not taking it away from Gaz. He was, he was tremendous again last night. And Dobbo, and you know, there's a number of good performances Josh Jones, Lamatazi, people like that, Mossop. But um, no, I just think for his, his, his hard work and endeavour, um, he's the kind of player that will, will get us into positions where we can then show off this, this quality that we've got in the back line. For me, I'm going to go for Lee Mossop this week. So, <laughs> you know, it was a really good performance from him. First big performance for me in a, in a red shirt against the big Huddersfield side and you know he, he showed good signs I think in that game that what he can do and I'm hopefully he'll, he'll be able to do much more with the, the weeks to come uh, Paul Yeah I, I'd go along with that I wouldn't have any arguments if, if Moss had got the man of the match because I thought he put some really big hits in he really put himself about and put some crunching tackles in and he, he took the ball up really well and he looked good I thought he looked good the week before against against Wigan as well so uh, no arguments with that Rob I think he's uh, he's settling in really well he Moss up He's a player with a with a point to prove, isn't he? You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, After the injuries he's had, yeah, definitely. He's played for England. Um, you know, Wigan. Whatever went on there, you know, went on, and he's he's the fallout really. Uh, and he's, yeah, I, I think he's one of them players again that might just sort of shove it back at him, you know, and say, "Well, you made a big mistake here." Um, yeah, he, he was okay last week against Wigan. He certainly did, you know, enough work and. I thought maybe because it was Wigan that that's his big thing. You know, that's the game he'd been waiting for and it was first up. Last night, yeah, great impact, really is. And that makes a difference. You know, you're bringing players on, you know, in that kind of mould and you can roll them on and off. And if you've got a Tazi running at full pelt and Mossop playing like that, and when we get the boys back, what a massive difference it's made to us. Massive difference. Like you say, you know, the momentum is forward now for Salford Hopefully, you know, in the next few weeks we'll register a few more wins and that top eight spot might just be ours. So, big thanks for everyone who, who put in the three-word match reports and man the match. It's great that we get so much interaction, especially when we win, Paul. And it's, you know, it gives everyone a voice, doesn't it? And, you know, it's great. I really do enjoy the, you know, the uh, the three-word match reports and the man the match. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's nice to hear what other people have to say because we've all got different opinions and, and sometimes other supporters will notice something that, that you've not seen as well. So, uh, so yeah, I've enjoyed listening to them and agree with uh, with most of them, to be honest with you. Yeah, so obviously, because we recorded the podcast early, uh, we haven't got an amateur report this week uh, because it's, they haven't played yet, basically. So, the best thing to do would be Paul's and hopefully knock up a, a live one for you all to have a, have a listen to. Uh, in the week um, so now now we've talked about the win against Huddersfield we'll preview uh, the game against Leeds it's time 
so, so for Red Devils take on Leeds Rhinos at Headley on Friday night, Paul. After our heroics against Huddersfield, going to go into that game full of confidence? Certainly are, yeah, certainly are. And uh, I think we've got a chance at Leeds, you know, the way they've been playing sort of the last 12 months or so. They're not like the force they, they was. But they, don't get me wrong, they're still going to be, be a very tough side to beat. It's a tough place to go. Heading Lee with all the history there and the big atmosphere and a big crowd and that, but the way we're playing at the moment, I don't think we need, we need to fear anybody, to be honest. And um, though I'm I'm quietly confident that we can uh, we can go there and do a job. We've all got to play well. Um, you know, there's been times where we've gone there and players have had a nightmare and knocked the ball and things like that. You've got to get that bounce of the ball as well. But I'm confident if we can show up like we did against Huddersfield, we'll be more than a match fit for Leeds on Friday. Yeah, Leeds aren't the team they used to be, Parker. Uh, after last season, they had a struggle. Uh, they've started the, the season bit, you know, indifferent after the performance against Lee um, on sat on Friday night. You know, we, we're going to Edinburgh. We shouldn't really be, you know, scared. I think it's a time for us to register another win there. Yeah, definitely. I don't think we've got anything to, to worry about. I mean, the good thing is they've had a, you know, Leeds have had a, a good workout tonight um, at, uh, at Lee, and you know, we get the extra day as well. Um, We'll, we'll be fresher. I just hope they don't get hyped up first home game of the season. You know, they've got a, I don't know what they've got planned, um, you know, or anything like that. I hope we, it just doesn't take that edge off for us. But I think man for man, we've got nothing to worry about. Um, you know, like like Paul said, we've got to play well. You know, you don't you don't just turn up at Headingley and win at any time. Um, but, you know, we've got to have a chance. This, this is it, because Leeds don't look any great shakes. They look a little bit... Uh, I don't know, attacking, they look a little bit blunt. And, uh, you know, I watched them against Saints last, last week and I've watched them against Lee. I'm, I'm not I'm not overly concerned. i really not. I think that the boost that we got from the performance uh, on, on Thursday night, and if we've got, you know, a fit squad from that, um, I, I've got a feeling we can go there and get something out of this. They've got, you know, some class players, but it is an aging squad. You know, the legs can't carry them as much as they used to. You know, is it... Is it the time, you know, Leeds go on that downward spiral, do reckon? Well, they've ground out a good win tonight. They've won tonight at least 17-14. And the bits of it I've seen, they look better than they did last week. Um, they've still got some good players. They've got some ageing players, Owen, you know, like Buchanan, uh, Maguire, um, Burrow as well. But they've, they've got some decent players that wide. They've got Joel Moon's a quality player. Ryan Hall's decent. Callum Watkins. They have got that quality on the edges, on, on the edges there. I think it's, like, like Parky said, I think... The cutting edge with them, I think at half back, I think they're a bit poor around there. They're lacking. I mean, they miss Simfield, don't they? When they had Simfield there, he pulled all the strings. And whereas you had Maguire and Burrow, they did all the running. They know to me those two aren't really a pair of creative players. They're more sort of finishing players. Um, so I think they are missing missing that. The hooker looks decent though. The lad they've got a hook is it pa- Parcel, the, the guy they've got there. He's had a decent game tonight from what the bits I've seen of it. But um, but no, I don't think that they are the side that they were. Um, but you de- you never get an easy game there, do you? I mean, how many easy games have we had there in the last forty years? Not not many, have we? So um, it's going to be tough, but it's a game we can we can go into with confidence, I think, and um, take you know the, the, the positives from from the game we've just had. Like Parky said, we've had the extra days rest as well. Um, so no, I don't think we've got anything to fear. This, this game against Leeds, like you say, their backline they have got some you know really good three quarters. This game will be one up front again. You know what I mean? If we can out-muscle them and put them under pressure and get them to play the game in their heart, you know, they're not going to be a big threat to us in that way. If we let them get in, you know, if they win the forward battle, they get dominant, 
then and their backline could could really rip us apart at times because they are still quality international players. Like, you know, let's not take anything away from them. But I, I think I don't know. I think our forwards could easily get on top of theirs. I don't see anything that impresses me out of their pack at all. Um, I, they look, you know, they look like an average side. Um, the very, like I say, I'm very blunt in attack. He, somehow, and that must come from the half backs because there's no way them, you know, like you say, Watkins and Moon and Hall, people like that, aren't going to score tries or create anything if you give them the ball. I just don't think they're getting the ball in the right areas, and I don't think the half backs are actually threatening. Um, you know, against Saints last week, the amount of chances they had, really, and just didn't seem to have the idea about a crack open a defence. And that wasn't a strong Saints team. So, um, I'm, I'm full of confidence, I really am. I'm not doing leads down. They could easily turn us around and, you know, put 40 on us if they get on top. But if our forwards get on top of theirs uh, and we, you know, stay in the arm wrestle, I think we can pinch it. I suppose the more we're in the game, Paul, you know, the more doubt creeps in that Leeds head and, you know, after our performance against Huddersfield, you know, we're, we're ready and primed for a, for a game that, you know, is an arm wrestle and, and, you know, it could go either way. And, and hopefully after the win against Huddersfield, it'll, it'll go our way again. Yeah, yeah, I think I think Parky's bang on when he says about the, the forward battle. I, I've not been impressed with what I've seen from the forwards of Leeds. I mean, I don't like slagging any sort of players off, but I won't mention any names. But the, the guys I've seen in the last two games, I think they've, they've struggled really. I think the lads we've got there, I think we can get on top of them. I think I'll mention one name, that Cuthbertson. I, I've not been impressed with him. I wasn't impressed with him last season. His, his first season, he seemed to be he took the Super League by storm, didn't he, with his offload? I think. That, that was Leeds' game to me. They offload for fun, didn't they? And I think if you can stop that with them and, and nullify that, I think you've got a, a good chance of beating them. But I don't know. Thinking about next week just makes me... I, if, if I think of Edding Leeds, it just makes me nervous because I've been disappointed there that many times. I just feel sick when I get there. So And I'll be like that next week on Friday. But but yeah, your look's got to change sometime on it. And, and yeah, surely, going, you know, going to head, like, it's like having to go into an exam or something, isn't it? It is, it, it is. It, that's, the, that's how you feel when you're walking up that road, don't you, to go in. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's, but, you know, it's uh, a big intimidating place. You it know? is, yeah. If you, as a player, you've got to be able to react. And I think we have got players now with experience as well. You know, we've got young kids, but, you know, even the likes of Wellham, who've been there, they, they know all about it. Uh, you know, and they're not like, we haven't got overseas players, you know, maybe Carney, I don't know, but, who, who wouldn't have experienced this kind of atmosphere and, you know, the noise and that kind of thing. I I, I think we, we, we've got a really, really good chance of going there and, and doing them. Um, that Cuthbertson, like you say, two years ago, probably the best prop in, in the league with his offloads and that. I, I think the problem is for him, he probably knows that he can't offload because the same players aren't there anymore. That's or right, yeah. might not have that pace to keep up, or, you know, or whatever. I just think... The, 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 he's had to change his style and Leeds have changed theirs um, and I mean the, the loss of Simfield Peacock Luluai people like that yeah you can't you know that that's a massive massive issue all retiring at the same time um, but you'd think a club like Leeds could replace them especially the youth system they've got and, and that kind of thing but it doesn't seem to have happened yet and um, I, I think you know like you say Maguire's another, another year older Burrow who's always a threat but He's another year older. I, 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 they, they don't seem to have that much that impresses me. Yeah, obviously Brian McDermott had some uh, really bad things to say about Marlon Kukash and the club a couple of seasons ago. You know, opportunity for, for us to you know get one back at them and, and put a bit of pressure on them for, really. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, it's um, a funny one, Matt, really. I mean, if you go back through history, I think there's a lot of bad blood between the two clubs. I don't think it just stems from last season. I think if you go back through this, the 70s, I think there's been a lot there, aren't there? And, but no, when, when, you, when you go there, I always feel a bit intimidated by him, like they don't like us. And I think some of the stuff Matt Dewitt might have said, he was out of order when he said it, quite a bit of it, and uh, especially after after that 70-point defeat as well. I think he was a kick in the teeth to our supporters who'd gone there, and a bit disrespectful to us, but uh, so my, we put my, him in the place. My thoughts on, on Gary Hetherington and yeah. so will we'll remain with myself. Um, McDermott, I, 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 you know, I think he's lived a very, very charmed life. When he was at London, he couldn't buy a win. He couldn't coach a team to win a game at home, you know, most of a season. He gets the chance to go back to Leeds, as a, you know, from from his playing, you know, whatever, to, to go back up up there and then take over as coach of a of a team of of stars, and wins the league. And everyone goes, "Oh, what a brilliant coach!" Well, if he was that brilliant, he'd have got a winning team at London. You know, Carl Harrison came into a Salford team that was, you know, poor. Got a winning team. Every year we improve. We finish the place higher, a couple of points higher, whatever. Every year he eats out a little bit more. He improves players. I'm not sure McDermott can do that. So for him to come out and criticise anybody, and never mind another club's chairman, which is nothing to do with him. He's a coach. You know what I mean? Have a go at Watto if he wanted. You know, or whoever was there at the time. But not. What Marwan says is nothing to do with any coach in the league. If, if the, if, you know, if the, if the Marwan's equivalent, Hedrington or whatever, wanted to, to say anything, no, then fine. You know that's that's they, they know how to run a club, um, but no McDermott. I think he's uh, I think he's quite an overrated coach, and I'm not sure he knows how to get the, the best out of players. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting battle uh, between the two. Obviously, Salford on the up, uh, Leeds like I said, an aging squad, and you know this could be our year, Paul. I think you know this could be the moment we we, we beat Leeds at Leeds after last week's performance against Huddersfield. There's a big green light there that. Everyone can see. Mm. Yeah, you're still not convinced me though, Rob. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take a bit more than that, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I know where you're both coming from and I am confident. I am, I am confident that we can we can go there and, and do a job. And I think, like you say, I think if we could do, um, bring going into the Warrington game the week after yeah. and looking into the future, I think that momentum, I mean, what we could really aim for it, for a, you know, maybe six and a half, seven thousand for that game then, couldn't we? And I think that's, that's how you've got to go. I think, Look at Castleford, they've been a bit like that, haven't we? Sort of snowball and building momentum over the last couple of years or so. And that's the perfect model for me. That's what we've got to aim for now. Mm. Um, yeah. And I don't see any reason why we can't. Yeah, it's shame it's not, you know, a, a Sunday or even a Friday night for me. I think, the, you know, the, the, the amount of Warrington fans that will probably turn up, depending on how they go over the next few weeks. I know they've got Brisbane this weekend and I, I really, really don't fancy the chances at all. Um, but, you know... How you know how they've built as a club, and you know whatever happens, they'll bring a crowd. And uh, if we can pick up two points at at, uh, at Leeds, I mean, just just think about what what that do for the Salford public. You know, word gets around there's a good crowd against Wigan. A lot of faces they haven't seen for a while turned up. A lot of new faces as well. We've got a lot of new fans over the last couple of years. Um, I just think we we could you know we could get a really really good crowd, and that that buzz like Paul says once you're on a roll like Castleford. It's hard to stop, and uh, we we get you know, we get two points at Leeds, and people will really start looking at us. Yeah. So, Paul, give us your score prediction for the game against Leeds. Oh, cheers, Bob. Let's <laughs> um, <laughs> think about this one. Do you know what? I'm going to be really optimistic. I think we can do a number on them. I really do. I mean, I've had my heart broke there so many times as you two have as well. 
Um, I'm going to be brave. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say, Leeds 16, Salford 34. 34, 34, 16, Parker. Are you on the, the bus with Paul? <laughs> um, well, we're going in the right direction. I'm not sure it's the same bus. <laughs> um, I, I, I certainly, you know, I've said all along, I think we'll beat them. I just, I'm so confident at the moment. Um, but I'd, I'd probably stick to a, I don't know, something like Leeds 14, Salford 18 kind of scoreline. I think, you know, he's never going to be easy. You know, they've got a win tonight and it's their first home game of the season. But I just think if our forwards get on top, we, we'll just edge it. Yeah, I'm, I think we're on the magical mystery tour here because I'm, I'm feeling Salford might win as well. Uh, I'm going to go Leeds 6, Salford 22. Do you, want, do you want me to give you my head prediction now? No. <laughs> <laughs> What's in my head, not my heart. No, I'll keep that to myself. Yeah. <laughs> to, to be honest, you know, we're here, we've, we've watched Salford capitulate against Leeds many, many years at Adenley, but we saw at Huddersfield, different team, different squad. That team against Huddersfield, after Huddersfield came back in that second half, fought off the resistance and, and went on and won the game. And I, and I can't see why they can't do that against Leads on on Friday, Parker. I think I think you know if Browning comes back into the team, which hopefully he will. It's only you know hopefully he's had a you know a couple of weeks to, to get over it. Um, and we, you know we've not mentioned that the Carney factor. He yeah. could. He, we don't know what shape he's in. He could come in and go straight into the squad as an unknown quantity. You know, and that kind of class it's not easy to find. And I think Dobson, Lewis, Carney, O'Brien. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just think that it's them kind of things that give us that little bit of optimism. He, he might not play. He, he really might not. But at the moment, I'm not sure. He, he, you know, he would be needed to play. Just a shame, like say, we could have a Raki or a, or a uh, Murdoch Masilla back in there. A little bit more grunt, you know, no disrespect to anybody else on the bench, but just to give us that, that bit of beef, um, you know, I, I'd be even more confident. But, no, I still think we'll go down and beat him. Yep, talking fairy tales. Todd Carney comes, goes an hat trick, beat Leeds. Paul, that's that's the that's the fairy tale. That's that's, that's where I got my thirty four points from. Is it the, the Todd Carney factor? Right. But no, just just it was a good point that I was going to make that point about Carney. I mean, even if he doesn't play, just that sort of buzz of him being there, mm. it might just give the players an even more of a lift than you know what they are, they've already got. So you don't know, it could have a, a really good effect. Let's hope so anyway. Yeah, so that's the end of another Devil in Detail podcast, uh, Parker. Another great show. Yeah, enjoyed it. Enjoyed it, lads. You know me, I'll, I'll talk about it for, forever. And uh, hopefully we've not gone on too much. No, another great show, Paul. We talked all things about the Unsphere win. And it was, you know, really good show. A lot of interaction on the three-word match reports. And it was, uh, you know, happy with that. Yeah, really enjoyed it, mate. Really enjoyed it. And like I said, we could play Lee tomorrow for me. You know, I'm really, really excited and can't wait for... Uh, for next week now, mate. Yeah, so thanks for listening to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parkinson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail, SRD. You can find us on Twitter, at DITD, SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or White Line TV Radio. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.
people in the D-Set. D-Set. <laughs> <laughs>